Hello and welcome to Nerds from the Crypt, the podcast that reviews your favorite horror movies, series, comics, novels, and much more. We are here to interview uh, indie creators as well and talk to them about their upcoming horror projects. Before we do start, though, I want to go ahead and, and uh, give a great big shout out to um, a podcast that had us on t- to talk about The Simpsons. It's the best darn diddly, a Simpsons podcast. They yeah. allowed Greg and I, <laughs> they allowed Greg and I to be part of their um, episode where they talked about 22 short films about Springfield, which is from season seven, episode 21. And we were one of the podcasts that had a chance to talk about a little segment of the episode itself. So um, <laughs> it was uh, it was it was fun to do, and uh, the episode is great. So we'll leave a, a link to that um, episode so you guys can go out and hear it. Uh, give them give them a follow. Great podcast to be part of. Also, uh, the recent podcast meetup that I had a chance to be at, um, I had a chance to sample serial killer sweets, and I have to say they are very delicious. Now I got to say this is not a a um, pay promotion. I just really, really enjoyed them, and they're free, they're here local from San Antonio, so I, I told them that I'd I'd give them a shout out because um, you know support local local businesses. Five dollars. <laughs> um, but yeah, you guys, you need to to check out their their website. They do um, ship out. Uh, out um, to to you all. Um, so go check out Serial Killer Suites, and um, you never know. Maybe they they um, might give you some. They might find something you might like that you didn't know you you um, wanted to taste. A really great rice krispie treats. <laughs> you need these. Um, well, I already um, I guess kind of introduced myself. It's um, I'm Saul. I'm your host and my co-host, Greg. And uh, today we're going to be going ahead and talking to a uh, indie creator who is joining us here from California, uh, Mr. Will Vega, creator of Monsters. How are you doing today, Will? Yes, how are you doing? Uh, it's great to have you here. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. So I want to just go ahead and uh, you know get the people to to um, know know you a little bit better. Uh, can you tell us about your upbringing, uh, your your history with horror? Yeah, um, just. For a little bit of background, uh, ever since I was a little kid, actually, uh, my love actually came from comics. So when I was in kindergarten, I took a bunch of little pieces of loose leaf paper or whatever square paper I could find stapled together and just kind of drew on it. And my earliest influence on horror actually came from, I never saw the movie as a kid and I still haven't seen it actually, but The Creature from the Black Lagoon. And it's always the the clips and the poster and things like that. That's what really really inspired me as a kid and i would always see snippets of different things like uh the original uh, well the classic universal movies like dracula or frankenstein the mummy a little bit of invisible man but not so much which is kind of funny as i'll explain later <laughs> and that was uh kind of my early start with horror as i got older a little bit older i was still a kid but my first uh, inkling of me kind of falling in love with the genre was seeing the movie Jaws. And mm-hmm. primarily that's because like when I saw the poster, you know, because the shark and there's the woman at the top and stuff, I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I was a little kid. I was like, I want to see this. And I saw it and it freaking scarred me for life. <laughs> and <I> just, <laughs> it just scares me. Like, 
you know, for a while after seeing that film, I couldn't go to the shower and close my eyes because I was afraid the thing would freaking come out of the, you know, the wall and just eat me. And I would have nightmares about it. And it's still a great movie. I still love that in the second movie. Um, but that that film still affects me to this day. And that's kind of what started this, you know, snowball effect of just getting more into that genre. We're going to be talking about Monsters, a Kickstarter um, campaign running right now for this particular project. Do you want to go ahead and just talk to us about uh, a little bit about Monsters? Yeah, Monsters is really... Um, it's it's been about in the making for about off and on for four years, and what Monsters is it's a gothic horror shared universe comic series set in the 19th century. So what this is is I'm taking all the classic gothic literature novels, such as Dracula, Frankenstein, The Invisible Man, or any uh, novels that fit into that particular genre, having all these characters coexist in the same world so the way i've been pitching it is it's like game of thrones meets penny dreadful game of thrones <laughs> in the sense where it's like it feels like it's more like the world you're seeing different uh classes and different uh, kingdoms different you know races of people even and so you have a good scope of it's a worldly kind of scope as opposed to being concentrated into one single area mm-hmm. and penny dreadful because clearly you know the gothic horror aspect to it but in the difference between those shows, though, is the fact that we're primarily featuring monsters because I don't really see that a whole lot um, in terms of like taking all the classic monsters together and just instead of them being like a super team and they're like, hey, guys, let's go and fight crime or whatever. It's about them uh, living in the 19th century, specifically Victorian London, and just seeing them try to survive in this world. And you see how they grow as characters, how they become monsters of if they're not born into monsters, uh, born as monsters, I mean. And then you get to see their role in the overall story. And each character, each classic character plays a pivotal role in the overall story. And that's the bro- broad overview. The plot is basically in the 19th century uh, with Abraham Van Helsing. He uncovers a plot to pit all the different races of monsters worldwide against the humans, creating a gigantic genocide, a mass genocide. Ooh. So, so only he could stop it. Oh, sorry. What's up? So yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I. I um, oh, I was gonna say yeah, like. Go well, I was gonna say like, uh, and Van Helsing figures this out, and only he could stop it. But he can't do it alone. He has to enlist the talents of these specific mad scientists in the world, specifically, uh, such as uh, Doctor Griffin, the Invisible Man, Doctor Frankenstein, all these notable mad scientists, because each scientist has something or has done something that plays a pivotal war uh, role in this war. So he's got to find them and he's got to convince them to like fight with him. And then he's got to stop this plan from going to fruition. I got to say that I was uh, captured away. As soon as I actually found this project on the, um, on Facebook group, the Kickstarter one, you know, you, you go in and share your, your projects there. And oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't even I didn't even click the video and I was I just I was reading the the you know what the synopsis was and I was like Greg we need to get this guy on <laughs> he's like <laughs> this is the one we gotta do it <laughs> so I appreciate uh, it yeah thank you yeah uh, I, to me when I was uh, reading the 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 sample you sent over it was mainly like um, I felt like what Van Helsing was supposed to be the the movie with with um, with what's the name. Um, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this is what it's supposed to be, but it didn't turn out to be like that. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that movie when I was a kid too, and you know what? I was so stoked to see that as well. But I, I came out the same way. Like, what was that? That's not, <laughs> you know. I it was, was so weird. Like, it was perfection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was so weird because, like, I actually in, enjoyed the movie, but it was like, uh, I, I, I was still left wanting a whole lot more. Um, especially with the the, the monsters, because you know they hadn't been brought around for a while at, at that time when they came that mm-hmm. movie came out, and those uh, like and I was, was so stoked a couple uh, was not even like, two years ago when they were gonna bring them back again, and then oh yeah the the mummy happened and it kind of killed it all. <laughs> <laughs> it just <laughs> it, it it's actually kind of sad. It's actually kind of sad because before that it was Dracula Untold, and everyone forgot about that movie entirely. That one was Which like, was actually gonna, yeah, that, I, I remember that one was supposed to be part of that series. And then yeah, it, it was didn't do so well. <laughs> No, yeah, because they're like, let's start with Dracula. It's going to be epic. And then it's just like, and not they're like, uh, let's get <laughs> a come cruise. Back. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but like, uh, but with the Van Helsing movie, especially, it was like, you know, the monsters, they, they kind of look too much underworld esque and they didn't seem like, you mm-hmm. know, it didn't. It didn't seem like you go into the movie and you were in its own universe. It kind of felt like it was, it kind of like trying to go with the times that you know. But you know, I was watching that stuff and it, and the monster movie around that time that I really loved was the Mummy with Brendan Fraser. That's what I love. The first. Oh one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good that, stuff. I, I was going into Helsing thinking it was going to be like that. Like, oh, it's going to be a fun adventure. Maybe it's a little darker. But you know, honestly. And the you know movies like that really inspire me, and that's more of an action adventure kind of movie mm-hmm. with some horror elements into it. That actually, uh, n- maybe subconsciously, it just occurred to me that probably also inspired this comic series as well, because you know I love the a- action adventure element to it, the kind of the Indiana Jones esque type of element to it. But I felt like it was really important to really hang tight to the horror elements, and because uh, in the beginning in the in the in the comic uh, the comic that we're funding right now on Kickstarter, it starts with a really kind of messed up incident. And mm-hmm. I figured that's the, I thought that it was the best way to start this comic. So uh, who else is in, included in, or who else is involved in this project? Um, I'm the head writer and I'm the creator. Um, there are two other people that are comprised of the core team. Um, Eric Martinez is the second one. He's the serious character designer. And he's also the illustrator in the Van Helsing story. Um, he was originally going to be the mainstay uh, artist for the entire comic, but he never did sequential art before. So he kind of, even though he did a great job, I thought, with the story, a beautiful job. And and he's got concept art, too, of the series. Absolutely beautiful. They found it a little hard to, to do sequential art. So I ended up uh, having to just take his story and hiring two other artists to kind of make an anthology feel to the debut issue. And the third last member of the core team is uh, David Field. He is uh, the writer in the Invisible Man story in the comic, and which is based on the story that I wrote. And he's also the editor. So he's kind of the guy who just, uh, he's, you know, I show him my stuff. He slaps me around and says, do it again. Like, right. <laughs> Even though I'm the creator, I'm supposed to run the show. This guy is like, all right, fine. <laughs> but well, he's Greg a good controller. <laughs> Yeah, so um, but you need that's really important um, for any creative endeavor. It's really important to like have someone to 
not bring you down or anything like that, but to kind of keep your head in check. Cause it's really easy to like, to get lost in your own world and you forget to world build and you forget to do certain things that are pertinent to the character to help drive the story forwards. Cause sometimes it's really, at least for me, it's really hard to be focused. And Dave is really good at focusing me and just saying like, we need to do this. You know, sometimes he's wrong, you know, and I tell him, so it's, <laughs> it's a typical creative relationship, I think. Oh yeah. Cause there's probably a lot of stuff that's just like in your head that just seems so like, you should just understand this is how it works. <laughs> right. You had a couple prima donna. Hey, come on, man. <laughs> But it works out. We it really works out. And he did a, a wonderful job with the Invisible Man story as well, which I, I it's my personal favorite one, and that's the one we're trying to fund right now on the Kickstarter. So let me ask you this: uh, the first, what the sample that you sent us, um, that is three stories, and that is that going to be composing all of uh, issue one, or is there still more stories for that that what, one issue? There's going to be. Um, more like more stories in regards to like uh because the debut issue has three stories we focus on mm -hmm. dr frankenstein uh van helsing and the invisible man mm -hmm. and uh those are the three main storylines and they intersect so as the series goes on we're going to see more characters and they're going to be dropping in in each of the characters different stories um so yeah we're going to be seeing more classic characters from different novels adapted differently in this one and they'll be crossing either the invisible man's path or they'll be joining helsing or they'll be fighting frankenstein so that's how that'll all be instead of them all kind of like being next door neighbors and be like hey let's just chill and have a barbecue together talk about the good times <laughs> they're like no i hate this guy i'll only work with you to take care of that person I think we are comrades now. Oh, I'm going to stab you in the back later. It's a very complicated relationship with all these characters when they finally come together. I was talking to Greg about uh, about the project before you, you actually came on, and I, I told him that my favorite story of the, of the three was actually The Invisible Man. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, thank you. That, I, that's, you know, and it, it's funny... Um, I got to mention too, because uh, going back to what I said earlier, because I knew a little bit of the Invisible Man as a kid, but he wasn't really my favorite. Because I'm like, it's a dude who's invisible. Who cares? I mean, there's nothing. What's your superpower? Being invisible. All right, great. That's, that's fantastic. So I was all about the creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, many years later, obviously, um, I came up with this particular idea to start the series with the Invisible Man. He was actually the first one. And I thought, well, I'm going to make myself, I'm going to give myself a challenge. I'm going to take a character from the public domain and I'm going to try to see if I can make something out of it. So I took the character and I was like, okay, here's a dude and he's invisible. Uh, it's not exciting. So what I do, and this is what I do for all the characters. I've been writing screenplays for about 10 years. So I kind of figured out, you know, a way to tackle character. And the way I approach characters, it's like, well, like in the case of the invisible man, well, he's an eccentric scientist who's a failure. He's a con man who sells snake oil in order to fund his endeavors, but he happens to be invisible. That was the way I figured that character out. So I figured out his personality. Yeah, you got, yeah, from a different angle. So you look at his profession, you look at his personality. Oh, boom, he ha happens to be invisible as well. And that <laughs> plays with his personality and his profession and any mishaps that happen with that particular character. And his storyline is very important because he's the one 
believe it or not, because he can he's seemingly the most insignificant character in the entire series. He's kind of like R2D2 right. and C3PO in Star Wars. They're kind of like these well, R2 is more useful than 3PO, but they're like, <laughs> what? like the, what? I think so. I think so. <laughs> you know, but like the 3PO's own interpreter, you know, he's just like, oh, I just talk in languages, but yeah, he doesn't do so a whole lot what well, he does a lot. <laughs> yeah, all in the ground things he is, but like in the sense where like uh, Lucas envisioned uh, Star Wars according to him, his mythology of it is like, well, I'm going to tell the story in the perspective of the most insignificant characters, in this case, the droids. Mm -hmm. So I thought Invisible Man at first because he's such a worthless character in the beginning, but because of him later on in the series, he ends up becoming the catalyst as we find out of how this whole thing comes into play, why there's a war against monster and man. So he ends up becoming a very important character and, and it gets a lot darker from there. That's all I'll say. Mm -hmm. So goals for, for the Kickstarter. What are what are we looking to be able to do with um, the Kickstarter campaign? Tell us, tell us all the things. I'll tell you everything. Um, doing with this Kickstarter is we're funding the Invisible Man story because uh, going back to when Eric did the Helsing part of the storyline, it was written. The original script just had Helsing and uh, Frankenstein. And I thought, well, I'll just hire a different guy to do the Frankenstein story. So I hired a guy called St. Yak, who's uh, in Moscow, fantastic artist as well. He's the one who did the cover art for uh, for this issue with the, the little guy on top of the big guy. You know, mm -hmm. they're, they're actually the Frankenstein prototypes is what they are. So it looks so good. I hired him. And, yeah, I love that image. It's great. <laughs> I love Scout is the little guy on top. He's the guy with the little sickle, the little meat hook. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very... A uh, very, very cool character. And they're very, very important to the Frankenstein story and the series as a whole. But um, Sam Yak did that. Um, and he also um, did that cover, as I mentioned. He did an alternate cover, which is part of the uh, campaign. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And I got hired Tiago Barza, who did the colors. He did a fantastic job on the colors for the cover. He also did it for the comic itself. And for the Invisible Man story, I thought, well... I hired two different guys to do different two different stories. The Invisible Man story is important. I'll add it in there, and I'll just hire a third guy to just do that so it can have a really nice anthology feel to it. So I hired Chris, who's uh, in Poland. He did an amazing job, I thought, with the art. Um, and he did virtually everything in that particular issue, including the lettering. So the Kickstarter funds that story and I figured, well, we might as well do a, a limited print run as well. So the Kickstarter also funds a limited print run of the main uh, the main issue, and then we're going to have three different variant covers. And uh, that's that's really primarily what we're funding with this Kickstarter. That's the ultimate goal: is to get that done and to get it done by August of this year, so that way we can get prepped in time for Halloween. Mm. Nice, nice, cool. That's a. Uh, I think the that helps out when people are, are looking to see what project they're going to back that they yep. see that it's within the same year. <laughs> um, there yeah. are, there are definitely the projects that are a little bit longer in the, in the planning stages and, and um, you're still going to get your, your stuff, you know, but I think people are a little bit more inclined to, to here, give uh, I'll give you these, this 30, 40, 40, 50 bucks, you know, depending on, on what, what package they're going to get. Um, to say 
yeah, I'll, I'll do that when it's a couple of months from now rather than a couple of years from now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, which is in the case usually of video games. I think the very first thing I ever backed on the crowdfunding was uh, Double Fine Productions. They did that video game. Uh, they called it Broken Edge eventually. Mm. That took about a good three or four years, something like that, before they finally gave me the game, uh, <laughs> the physical physical copy and i was like oh wow by that time i was already living in a completely different state and i kind of forgot about it you know <laughs> your life had yeah. on from that point <laughs> you're like oh my what? life changed i became a man <laughs> and then i got the game and i played became a kid again you know <laughs> so so what are the different type of um of tiers that people can go ahead and and uh, pledge to uh, the first tier, we're going to be adding a couple more in the coming days, actually. But what we have now is at the $1 pledge, you get to have a Monsters wallpaper. So it's uh, going to be a 4K wallpaper, but we're going to have it in different sizes depending on the desktops available for download. So it's, this is kind of also like a shout a shout out kind of thing or a thank you kind of thing. But I figured, you know, at a $1 pledge, I'd rather kind of give something, in re- you know, in return for the dollar. Mm-hmm. At the five dollar, we have the uh, the digital copy of the the full twenty four page comic book. The seven dollar pledge is going to be the same comic, but it's going to have added works and progresses and commentary. So it'll be a longer issue compared to the the main issue, simply because we're going to break down every page and explain like how this is how we got this idea. This is why we decided to go this route. And in the case of Dave too. Um, uh, like I mentioned, the story was based on my story, The Invisible Man. I wrote a TV pilot, and because Monsters is actually supposed to be a TV show pitch. Oh yeah. So, and then yeah, and then I decided to make it into a comic book because I thought that'd be really cool and it'd be a good way to help promote it as well. But it'd also be a really cool idea just to have a com- my own comic series as well. And so I wrote the uh, the pilot for that, and then Dave took the pilot and he reworked it. And I and for the deluxe, I will include his script as well because the way that guy writes scripts, he uh, he just talks at you, and he's just he makes he's 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 from Manchester, UK, England, so he's very um, how do I say this nicely? <laughs> he's very uh, kind of a curmudgeon, <laughs> and he's, but it's very very funny. It's very funny. So his descriptions, the stuff you don't see in the comic itself, they're just hilarious to read. So, but that's what the seven dollar pledge is about. Uh, the ten dollar pledge will be the print version of the comic, and it'll include the digital copies and the wallpaper. Mm-hmm. And then we have three different twenty dollar tiers. These are going to be the variant covers that are going to be done by Saint Yak, Eric, and Chris. And we have uh, on the Kickstarter we have the first two uh, variant covers up. Chris doesn't have his yet, but once we get it, we'll put it on there as soon as possible. At the $50 pledge, it's what we call the Ultimate Monsters Pack. So you're going to get all three variants, a copy, uh, the physical copy of the main issue, the digital and the wallpaper. And the last two tiers that we have here, at the $100 pledge, you get a copy of the original art of the Van Helsing story. That was, I believe that's the, um, the only one that was actually drawn and inked on actual comic pages Nowadays, everything is digitally, mm-hmm. but he, uh, Eric actually drew and colored and all that stuff, or added shading rather. 
and oh, wow. he gave me those pages and right now one person already got one of them we only have five left of that and the last tier is the 150 dollars one that's going to be a chance to own a copy of the original cover art which is displayed on on the kickstarter page which is the basis for the the cover art for this issue for this debut issue so one of a kind just like the uh, the regular comic pages so that's what we have currently up for all the different rewards and uh, like i said we're going to slow roll a couple more in the coming days those freaking drawings look awesome <laughs> yeah they're, they're pretty sick yeah man like yeah he eric's a great artist um Sinyak's a great artist you know i'm just i'm just so happy to be able to collaborate with such talented people you know it's interesting that you say that you wanted like this anthology look but it really flows together so nice they complement each other so good i mean you know it's like it the variations are are there but it it just it's tight it looks good the way that i kind of uh explain it or at least in my head is the way that Stephen King goes from one section to the next section and it's a whole different setting mm-hmm. but you lose the the um, the string I guess that that ties it all together and it, it is it does feel like three different stories but like Greg said it you don't feel like it's a different yeah, different it, world you can it tell it's a, yeah it doesn't take you out yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was that was kind of a tricky thing to do as well, especially since originally the the original story for the debut issue was a little different. It was actually going to start with Helsing, then lead in with Frankenstein, and then end with Helsing. But uh, things changed up a little bit, and it was a little tricky to add the Invisible Man story, which is the last story in it. But I felt like, you know, I think I thought it was a good way to end the whole thing is the it first story. Yeah. You know, kind of tighten it up and there's a little, and there's humor in it as well. Cause the uh, one, one aspect to this, uh, to the three stories is that the first one is obviously very horror based. It's very, there's a sense of dread and uncertainty and all these terrible things. And then when we get to the second story, that's the action adventure part that encompasses really all of the Van Helsing, you know, adventures he's going to be getting into. So every time you see him or just about every time he's going to be involved in some sort of an action type scenario or mm. something alluding to that. Okay. And whereas invisible man, he's the, co- he's the comedic relief. He's going to be like cracking the jokes, doing the dumb things and <laughs> just kind of like lighting the mood up a little bit, but the underlining theme for all of it, no matter what is horror. So even though mm-hmm. Helsing is doing like his thing, he's doing his action adventure kind of thing. He's still like going to be dreading things like, for instance, he's an old man in this iteration. He's a 60 year old old man. So he's reaching the end of his life and he felt like, and he feels like he hasn't really accomplished what he needed to accomplish in his whole life. So there's this feeling of sadness and a feeling of this biological tick uh, clock is ticking and there's only enough energy left in him to stop this, mass movement to you know this this whole massacre that's going to happen with invisible even though there's comedy uh the problem with him well not the problem but the thing with him too is uh there's this underlying sense of sadness and dread with him as well he's impoverished he's struggling he's a failure and the interesting thing with that character is that when we start off he's very fun and lighthearted, but there comes a point where that's not going to be so much the case anymore so he turns into a different kind of character. 
Well, I gotta and say that his his uh, like punchline at the end, it was it was funny, but at the same time, I don't give I won't give it away. But it it was funny, but then at the same time, it left me like, wait, what am I laughing at? <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Dave will be really yeah. happy. Dave will, Dave will be really happy to hear you say that because he and I fought for that ending. <laughs> I didn't want it. He wanted it, and I was like, "All right, we'll we'll go what you want then. We'll we'll see what happens." <laughs> so, all right. So he was right. So hey, Dave, you're right. So rope it in so much. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, I mean, like, but as that ending indicates, yeah, there there are darker themes in his story as well, and. Mm-hmm in spite of it being fun and lighthearted. So at the end of the day, I do want people to come away thinking like, even though I'm getting these different emotions, they're going to be emotional storylines. They're going to be all these different kind of, kinds of moves, but the whole thing is always going to be constant dread and doom all the way to the end. And it's, and the thing with the story too, is I already figured out the whole story from very beginning to the very end. It's not going to end well. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to be like the end of uh, Infinity War? <laughs> oh, oh spoiler. yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> I would say more like the end of Game of Thrones. That's what I would really compare it to. <laughs> that's not, it's not going to end well for those people. You know it. So that's, that's exactly what's going to happen with monsters. Uh, let's talk about a little bit about about um, you and we can, we can bring it back to, to the, the Kickstarter. Um, what other projects are you um, a part of or have you worked on? Um, I've been uh, here in Hollywood. I come from Texas originally. I, I come from the Rio Grande Valley. And then yeah. I went up to San Antonio to do school. Yeah, there you go. Represent. And uh, <laughs> went up to school, did some work in San Antonio. And, and I like San Antonio. It's a good little city. And I went to uh, L.A. just so I couldn't go into film and television. So that's what I've been kind of doing down here. So one of the things that I did project-wise was a, a documentary called David Cho High Risk. And it's a documentary about a Korean-American artist, graffiti artist, that is very hedonistic. He's very much a guy who um, con- is consumed in his own vices. But... He ends up, and he's a guy who just everyone thought he was going to be a beach bum. He will never be anything, amount to anything in his life. But he ends up taking a gamble and ends up uh, taking in, surmassing, I guess you could say, a lot of wealth. Sorry about that. (laughs) But like, yeah, but David... But it's about this guy who's starving artist. He ends up taking like a huge um, a gamble and ends up paying off handsomely, in other words. So it's about him getting to that point. How did this guy become filthy rich? Mm-hmm. And that documentary that documentary was uh, interesting. I got to meet Kevin Smith and interview him. Um, we get to meet other graffiti artists as well. So it was kind of a trip. It was kind of cool. And on top of that, too... Um, what I'm doing currently, because I, I mentioned that I'd been writing scripts for about 10 years, screenplays. Mm-hmm. And what we're doing now is we're actually in, in development of a feature film. And cool. it's an indie film. Yeah, it's called The Fine Line. It's a, kind of an odd little film. And it's really about, it explores darker themes. 
It's it's Ooh. about a suicidal guy. Yeah, it's about a suicidal guy who decides to want to end his life because he figures there's no point to living anymore. We all die anyway. So he's very nihilistic. Mm-hmm. But just when he's about to go ahead and go through with it, a hitman comes in, takes him hostage, and says, yeah, you're not going to kill yourself. I'm going to be the one to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to wait on... Yeah, so it's just like, but we got to wait on the orders. So let's just kind of chill out and get to know each other before, you know, you're dead. And then as the day goes on, you find out the hitman is not who he says he is. And you find out that the situation he's in is not exactly the situation he thinks he's in. So it's kind of one of those mm. men, mind-bending kind of films. And ultimately, the, the point of that film is about finding meaning in your life in any way possible, even if you have to create it. So it's really just exploring those themes where you get older and then you just start kind of question your life. And you're like, what am I doing? You know, and, and everything, and you'll probably run to a couple of roadblocks and it's about how do you deal with those roadblocks and how do you go forward from there? So it's supposed to be a hopeful film ultimately. And ultimately it's a kind of weird film. (laughs) It's a, it's a uplifting, uh, cheery film. (laughs) Yeah. About suicide and death. So, <laughs> but it's, it's a dark I, I, comedy, so that's... I love dark comedies. Um, oh yeah, they're my. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it seems like it's really dumb. And um, I'm gonna leave. A, I left a little space there because I'm. A, I'll probably cut this piece out. I just found your IMDb. Um, you were part of Stalker. the angry video. You were part of the angry video game nerd movie. Oh yeah, that, yeah, I was. That is correct. Uh, I met James Rolfe and stuff. It was re- he's a really nice guy, actually. Oh man, he um, man, I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> I want to respect his privacy, <laughs> but I'll just say that he supports uh, my. That's all I'll say. The Monsters Project. So because oh, nice. he's a huge lover of um, yeah, yeah. Um, classic monsters. He's actually one of the reasons why I decided to do the podcast. There you go. So, wow. Uh, that's why when I saw it, I'm like, wow. Um, uh, his Cinemassacre, um, what is it? Um, uh, Monster, monster th- uh, what, what is it called? I forgot what it's called. Every Halloween, he would do the 30, 30 episodes of, or 31 episodes of just going through to the history of, of, of uh, horror. And uh, he's one of the reasons why I, I decided I wanted to try to do something like this. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I saw it, I'm like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's a huge lover of horror film too. Like, yeah. um, the I mean, I got into him because I love video games. That's kind of like my weakness. Uh, I don't really play games as much these days, but I love the the class, what I call the classic period, and you know, NES period to now. So that's how I got into his his stuff. But uh, when you did the movie, I invested in it, and I got to a chance to appear in it. So I'm actually in the movie oh, cool. in two different scenes. I play a science that looks at tinfoil. <laughs> okay. I play, I um, <laughs> you see me, I'm, I'm the tall guy next to the short guy. Uh, he, and, um, and I also play one of the robots towards the end of that film. I, I, so, the reason I said I was, in the because I feel like I was, I was like changing the mood over <laughs> your movie, but I think we tied it all in with the, the monster madness, which is the name of the thing I, w- I was blanking, but the monster madness that he does. Yeah, um, yeah, monster, which I really enjoy his Monster Madness series as well, and and it's actually funny, and that's why I reached out to him to see, like, hey, to see if he could help 
lend uh, some support on top of the fact that I, he helped um I helped him with his film you know he in one of his videos recently he actually lamented that when it came to the invisible man specifically there's a character called Thomas Marvel in the book and he's not explored at all or very little in any of the adaptations and he's actually kind of an important character and it's kind of weird how they leave him out but in monsters in my comic Thomas Marvel is actually a very important character and especially to the invisible man. So I felt like it was kind of my duty. And this is something that I'm doing for all the stories, all the classic characters. I'm adapting each novel very loosely. And what I'm doing is I'm taking all the characters, all the main characters from each novel, and I'm going to retool them just so they could fit into this universe. But they all are represented, especially as closely to the original vision of the uh, artist or the author as possible. And uh, very quickly, in, in regards to the uh, Frankenstein story, too, the original monster envisioned by Mary Shelley is actually featured in that, which you don't really see the original monster. We all see the flat top universal Frankenstein monster. You don't see the original one that she intended. So that's kind of like what I did. And I told him that. I was like, hey, dude, I'm going to have Thomas Marvel and stuff. He's like, oh, dude, this is so wicked and stuff. So, so he's totally oh, into I it. I'm and, pumped you know, and I thank him for his support. I'm, I'm pumped about this project. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, are we forgetting anything? Um, anything that we might have just left out, or just uh, went, you know, just talked right over when we were going through the the episode while we were nerding? <laughs> <laughs> well, while I was bloviating. <laughs> um, well, there were stretch goals, but we don't have any stretch goals at the moment. Um, if I were to do stretch goals, we could do uh, prints, posters, pins, that kind of thing. I'm trying to keep it as uh, economical as possible, though. So right now, the, the budget is in there for the printed comics. But if we were to reach our goal and go beyond, then I could definitely think of throwing different you know, merchandise in there, too, to kind of sweeten the pot. And one of the stretch goals I'm thinking of doing is a chance for one of the three main artists to draw draw you in uh, in a particular in a page in one of the comics is what I was thinking of. Would we be dying? Like a little Adam's perk. What's up? Would we be dying if we do that? Dying? Yeah, you could be one of the dead. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was I, one of the, the last two episodes yeah. that we've done. Um, they've included something like that in in their Kickstarter campaigns. And they're always surprised at how many people want to see themselves die in, in the comic book form. You know what? I've heard about that too. So, <laughs> well, in, uh, in Monsters, there's a pretty gruesome scene that involves lots of body parts. So, I'm considering we could have you be one of the bodies, you know? So, that's like <laughs> you know, one of the monsters can hold your head, maybe kick it, you know, like a football. Like how much for for my hand to be here? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I gotta I gotta talk to you guys about that. But, um, but like, uh, yeah, those are ideas I had for for stretch goals for this nice, series. Nice. Like it. Well, like I said, I am definitely pumped for this. Um, I want to make sure to uh, put all the links that uh, we've already talked about uh, in 
and in the description of this episode to make sure that the that anybody who's listening to it and is wanting to to back it will go ahead and back it um if even if it's just to share the 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 episode share the link that way even if you cannot back it uh, yourself uh, maybe someone else can spread the word spread the love yep there's um, lots of love please all right so before we before we sign off here um is there anything else that um you want to go ahead and and um put out there into uh, the the crypt into the crypt well i just want to thank you guys for having me there was a lot of fun talking to you guys and talking a little about the project and different going off different tangents uh, <laughs> that was really fun uh, our thing, kind and of. <laughs> um no, I love it. It's it's fantastic, and you know I can't wait to hear the episode when it comes up. And uh, yeah, guys, I mean, final word on the Kickstarter is um, yeah, we're about over thirty percent of funded, and we're hoping for big push. Uh, so we're about twenty two days in, still plenty of time, but anything could happen, so you never know. And you can also follow us on social media. Uh, we have a Facebook page monsters the comic uh, we have an instagram monsters comic and we also have a twitter um it's a vidiot p p is in peter that's uh the name of the, my company vidiot productions so yeah please follow please share if you could donate please donate i appreciate it because ultimately we've been doing this for off and on four years we love this uh, my team of people love doing this i love creating it I think it's something that a lot of people would enjoy and, and yeah, let's just make this happen. Well, I want to go ahead and thank you once again, Will, for, for joining us. And um, yeah, I'll make sure to, to um, get this out there and but guys, let's get, let's make this happen. Uh, make it happen. <laughs> thank everyone for, happen. for joining us today and we'll see you guys next time here on Nurture the Crypt. Next time. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt Podcast.